Hello, and welcome to Erskine Conversations. We bring the Erskine College and Theological Seminary campus to you. In each episode, we will be diving into the conversations that happen every day across Erskine's campus among students, faculty, staff, and more. Today, I invite you to listen in as we talk with Jeannie Bell, SI coordinator and Erskine grad. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the conversation. So, Ms. Bell, thank you for joining us today on Erskine Conversations. Sure. Glad to be here. Well, it's it's been uh, fun to get to know you over the past nine or so months I've been working here, and I'm excited to hear more about your story and about what SI means, because I think SI is one of those things that um, stands out in Erskine's kind of community, um, something to help students out, to give them that extra support where they need it, and to show that Erskine is truly relational and truly here to help you succeed as a student. Um, but let's start with what's your Erskine story? How'd you get here? How'd you get back? All those kind of things. All right. Good question. I have a long history of um, family that have attended Erskine. Mm. My grandparents came to Erskine. Okay. My parents met at Erskine. <laughs> good story there. Yep. Yeah. And I said I would never come to Erskine. <clears throat> but you see, I'm an Erskine grad. Yep. Not only an Erskine grad, but you're working here. Again. And I'm working here. Um, when I was a senior, I came for for the presidential scholarship. Back then it was mm-hmm. called the E.B. Kennedy. Yep. And I was invited to that. I stayed the night and I fell in love with Erskine. And even though I had been saying, nope, not going there, not going there. Now, had you visited before that? <clears throat> well, interestingly, my grandparents lived in Due West. Okay. My grandfather, Colonel Black, was the dean of men back in the early wow. 70s. Okay. He retired. He was a colonel. He retired here. And they lived here. So we Man. grew up coming to Erskine right, or coming right. to Due West. So um, I think that was another part of why I said I wouldn't come here, you know. I, I get that. want to yeah. get away from home or whatever. Right. But when I had that campus visit, it completely changed things for me. I thought this is a wonderfully relational mm-hmm. campus. And the people I met here were so friendly. And I just enjoyed my time mm-hmm. during that um, scholarship weekend that I I think I went home that afternoon and said, <laughs> this is it. Um, I'm going to Erskine. I think I took everything else off the table. Man. That, of course, that, my parents were thrilled. Oh, yeah. They're like, yes. <laughs> that's where we they got it. They really did want, <laughs> want me to think about it. And um, so that's how I got here. Mm-hmm. And I uh, had an interesting journey while I was here because I thought I wanted to teach. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I started out as a math major. Okay. And I made my first C ever my first semester as a freshman and it just really threw me for a loop. Oh yeah. And so I questioned whether or not that was the right thing for me Mm -hmm. as far as math was concerned and ended up changing my major to French and still going the um, teaching route. But I student taught early in, I student taught in the fall of my senior year. And after that experience, I thought, Maybe not so much for me. (laughs) Well, that's good, though. You're able to do that. and go Before you got into it after graduating, you're like, oh, no. Yeah. That'd be bad. And I had been taking a lot of um, psychology and sociology classes. Beth Norrell, Dr. Norrell, was here during Mm -hmm. that time. And she um, was a wonderful mentor to me. Mm -hmm. And I realized how much I enjoyed that feel of work. And so Mm -hmm. my senior year as a – in the spring – she encouraged me to go to grad school. Okay. So I looked at programs that would take somebody that had a minor, and mm. it was called behavioral sciences back then. 
and I got into Appalachia State, a master's go. in counseling. And so that was where I kind of went from there. Okay. Lived up, lived in the mountains of North Carolina for five or six years. Can't beat that. Ended up <laughs> marrying Paul Bell, who was living back in Due West when we got married. And that is how I ended up back here. Man, that's funny. Yeah. So, so that's how we got you back to Due West proper. And you've been at Erskine working for what, the past like year or two? Actually, I've been off and on working for Erskine for 19 years. Oh my gosh. Okay. When we got married, I was still in the counseling field. Uh But after about a year of that, I took a break Uh and worked in the financial aid office full time. Okay. That's something that a lot of people don't know that I did and loved it. But then I had a baby and I said, I'm going to stay home. And I was home for six months, and then Dr. Weatherman, okay, um, yeah, I many remember people will remember, will remember him, called me up and said, I've got a part-time job. I really need you to, to fill. And it was SI. Okay. Um, so he said, if you would just, he just laid out the red carpet. He said, mm-hmm. you can work from home. I'll give you a computer. <laughs> I just need you to do this. You can work in the evenings, uh-huh. you know. And so I've been doing that for 17 years. Wow. And, well, yeah. man. That's awesome. Like, that's really cool. I didn't realize that that was what actually brought you back to campus was the SI leadership. So when I was a student, were you still over SI? Like 2008, 2012? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that. That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So with that in mind, what is SI? Um, So let's let's start there. Like if you could give like a two to three minute pitch to like a parent or a student who's looking at the campus, what exactly is SI? Good question. Well, let's talk about what it stands for. It means supplemental instruction. Mm -hmm. And most campuses across the country have it. Okay, Uh, We have to tweak ours just a bit to make it work for Erskine, and I'll talk about that in just a second. But basically what SI is, it is set up for mostly classes where freshmen would take 100, maybe a few 200 level classes, and it helps students transition from the high school to the college level of work. So what we do is I hire students who have taken a class before, let's just say Math 107, Mm -hmm. and that student will then sit in on the class again and then hold two evening SI sessions per week, lasting about an hour. Now, what they do in those sessions is they cover the material that the professor has gone over, but they are also giving them helpful tips like how to study for this particular professor. Hmm. This is, um, you know, what's important. Is a textbook important or what the lecture, you know, or both? Um, If it's a math or a chemistry, they're going to be practicing a lot of problems on the board. If it's English, they're going to help them, you know, edit papers and things like that. so it is, it's not a one-on-one tutoring. It is a group study session, basically. Students come in. It's completely voluntary. Um, the SI leader says, okay, this is what was covered in the last class. This is what I think we should go over. Does this plan look good to you guys? And the students will say, yes, and I need you to also help with homework questions or sounds like a good plan. They go from there. Hmm. That's awesome. I mean, just to know that, that's something that we've invested in for, I'm assuming that before you were here, it was still a thing. Right. It's been here on this campus for about 20 years. Wow, man. Yeah. That's that's great because I know that as someone who was not uh, very math or science oriented, to know that I had that on, in my back pocket if I needed the extra help was super useful. Um, I don't know if I actually ended up taking it for those two courses because I was able to get enough by. Yeah. Um, but I remember a lot of my friends were SI coordinator or SI, uh, what would you call that? Coordinator? Teacher, leaders, leaders. SI yeah. leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of my friends did that. Um, 
it's it's such an awesome opportunity to be able to to know that you're you get a professor one on one with the class, which is great. Right. I think that's already a, a huge selling point for Erskine. But yes. then to know that you get another one on one experience that you come in and get that extra help that your professor may have been te- teaching really quickly or something that you just didn't catch a part of the lecture. Right. You have another time to come back. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in like in my realm of the Bible and history side, how do you study for Bible and history exactly. tests if you're not like if you're a science or a minor right. math major, like your brain thinks differently. You think right. in more of the linear point by point things. And a lot of mm-hmm. history is broad mm-hmm. and thinking through stuff. And, and I think that's great that we have that opportunity to help students who, um, fall on one of those sides to know that they're not going to be on their own. Right. Um, and that I love the fact it's a group setting too, because I think that you, you tend to, I think sometimes students will, will tend to shut down and, and shut off if it's just one-on-one, mm-hmm. but to know that, okay, well, this other person had the same question. You can raise your hand and say, yeah, I was actually curious about that too. Right. And don't feel like you're asking a dumb question. That's the whole purpose is that everyone comes together to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the goal of Erskine, honestly, is that, you know, it's it's academically rigorous, but we want you to learn it, to to drink it in, and to be able to use it in the future. Um, how would you say the way we do SI compares to other institutions, or do you have much interaction with other institutions when it comes to supplemental instruction? Yeah, well, the model is set up um, where you would have an SI session immediately um, after a particular class in another institution, for oh, instance, if wow. somebody meets. Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, they're going to have an SI that Monday night, that Wednesday night, that Friday night. Wow. Because things are a little different at Erskine, you know, we've got so many activities going on with, you know, people participating in. We have mm-hmm. just said, let's have two SI sessions per week. Mm-hmm. Then the SI leader does um, determine when those will be. It's usually in between a 6 p.m. and a 10 p.m. slot, um, with most of them being in between 7 and 9 um, and there are sometimes some overlap, which we have to kind of deal with, but, um, right. I mean, with all those courses out there, you, right. you at some point you're bound to have two overlap. Yeah. We offer for about 30 courses. Wow. So all the basic English, math, history, Bible, um, those typical classes that might be traditionally hard for mm-hmm. some people, like the Bible yeah. and the history, mm-hmm. the math and things like that. Um, there are a couple of 200 level classes that we offer for psychology, psychology stats, um, some business courses for people who are just getting into that field. Yeah. That's cool. I didn't realize, I guess I I never really looked, sat down, looked at the, the, the levels. I I guess I just assumed that you had most everything covered on the lower level. I I knew that they weren't offered for like the three and 400 because there's no one that's usually there the year after that has taken that class. Right. Um, Usually either they only offer them so infrequently or you graduate. Right. Or or (laughs) we hope that most students know by the end, you know, how to study. That's true. That's true. That's a good point. Right. Um, Especially as you get into those three and 400 level courses, you are one of maybe 10 to 15 in your class. So you are in already a kind of a small group, one to group setting that right. you can have those conversations with your professor a little more freely because mm-hmm. you have also had them for now two years or so. Right. Um, well, that's, that's exciting. And I think it's really important to any prospective student who's listening to see that Erskine really does value education generally, but also your success specifically. Um, right. And for any, any current students who are listening, Go to SI. <laughs> yeah. We have this here for you for a reason. Um, you know, talk to your leader to make sure that a day works for the majority of your class. Right. Uh, 
and listen and and try to learn from what they learned. Like you're talking to students who assumedly made a hundred or something really close to a hundred. Are they really in a class? Right. The professors actually handpick them and they tell okay. me, I would like this particular person to lead SI and then I take it from there and hire them okay. and train them. Okay. But um, the student has made an A and they feel like this person could help other students. Right. So, they so it's not just a brainy person, but someone who can relate right. and have conversation. Exactly. That's great. Yeah. Um, so yeah, to the current student, look out for your SIs in the fall, mm-hmm. in the spring, look and see how it is that you can take advantage of this extra step Erskine and is taken to help you. And for those who are, who are looking back, you know, remember fondly on either your SI leadership or times we went to SI and you're like, oh yeah. man, that, that thing clicked with me because so-and-so, my SI leader in whichever course you were taking helped you to better understand something that may have been just totally foreign to you. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. a, it's a cool thing that we get to do that. I wish I had it. When I was here, I might, you know, might not have made that seat. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Man, hindsight, right? Yeah. There is research out there that says that if someone attends regularly Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, goes pretty much every time it's offered, that he or she can make a letter grade higher than what they would have made. So, for instance, if you're a student who might have made a D, you can probably make a C if you will, if you'll go consistently. Same student who might make a B could make an A. Man. So, and the thing to know about it is that it's not mandatory. It is voluntary. Right. So all students are coming, whether they are doing well or whether they are struggling. Um, Mm -hmm. Of course, we really want those who are struggling to attend and to attend consistently. Right. Like anything, consistency is key. Right. If you go once a semester to the one class that you may or may not have been paying attention and it's not going to help you terribly. Exactly. Um, that's great. So uh, changing gears a bit, do you, when you're looking back at Erskine, is there anything that kind of sticks out in your mind <laughs> as something that is a, uh, a positive memory um, to Erskine? I think that we've talked to so many people through this that are either current graduates who work for the school um, and we've rehashed the same question with a number of them. So I thought I would do a slightly different question. And what is something that sticks out in your mind um, from your time here at Erskine? I had a great time at Erskine. I loved my four years here mm-hmm. and would not trade those for anything. Agreed. Yeah. Um, I built some amazing friendships. And really, when I think about, I mean, I, Erskine gave me a wonderful education. Mm-hmm. But the relationships I built while here are still some of my most important relationships. And I did not meet my husband here. I did not know him. I was going to ask. He's much older than I am. <laughs> I like to tease him. <laughs> he actually gave me a campus tour when I was a high school That's... student because he was admissions director. And oh, then he wow. went on to something else. To do his own, so I didn't yeah. know him here. But um, the five of my very closest friends I met at Erskine. We were roommates. We were sweet mates. And we still keep in touch we get together several times a year um, one lives in japan right now oh several live in georgia and we have been you know zooming that's true yeah. each other now so when i think about my time at erskine it's just the relationships and absolutely yeah that's yep i mean like, like you said i look back fondly on the education i got and i know that i was prepared for life in ways that i would never have imagined as a student mm-hmm. but I mean, I met my wife here. We have some of our best friends we ever had just through singing together in Coraliers, mm-hmm. um, living together in the dorms, um, being in their wedding, then being in our wedding. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
I think the relational aspect and the friends you make is, is one of those things that education, you'll forget bits and pieces of classes you took, even the ones you really loved, even the stuff that you majored in. You'll, mm-hmm. you'll forget bits and pieces here and there just because a lot of it is the way your brain works. But the relationships you, you built and the connections you made are things that, I mean, you see it on alumni day, you see it on homecoming, you mm-hmm. see it in these classes that graduated 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, sometimes years ago. And you can see when they see their classmates, you see it in their eyes and you see it in their, their smiles and their mm-hmm. excitement to see these other people that they've known at this point. In many cases, they've known they've had a, a life with them as a part of their life longer than a life without them. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can sort of, catch a bit of their joy when they come back together for these one day events. Right. Um, so it's really cool that, yeah. that and I think that was one of those things that definitely ties Erskine together over the years. Um, so flipping the script some, what, what do you got for me? What questions do you have to uh, throw my way? Well, um, I did wonder if you had a, attended any SI sessions when you were here. <laughs> yeah, you that's my a question. fair question for this, this topic. Um, I, Looking back on it, I'm trying to remember. So my, I, when I was here, I had to take a math and two sciences. My math course, I had a really rough time in it, not necessarily because of the material, but because of the person that taught it. And this person doesn't teach here anymore. I think they were a one-shot semester uh-huh. kind of a deal. Um, and it was more frustrating because I had gotten a better grade in an AP stat class than mm. in a basic college college mathematics class and I was just super frustrated um, but I just had to take one and I was done and I didn't have to touch math again mm. um, my wife is a huge math person obviously you like math I don't <laughs> I find math to be useful up until algebra and then I kind of cut it off there mm-hmm. I can I can get behind stats and even stats there are so many weird ways you can take stats to say things but mathematically algebra is about where I end after that I don't even understand calculus um, I don't I it legitimately confuses me what exactly you use calculus for outside of like engineering work. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for my two science class, I took biology with Dr. Mina mm-hmm. and somehow by own, my own fault took major chemistry with Dr. Thomas. Yeah. <laughs> and that was rough. I, th- I think if anything I took, I had to have gone to at least one or two SIs with that mm-hmm. class, but that was my sophomore year. So that's now over 10 years ago. I don't really remember if if I did and if I did what I took from it because it's now been so long. And that was one class that I just barreled my way through it just because I somehow signed up for the majors version of mm-hmm. a chemistry class. And it was it was rough at the same time. I felt like it was more real. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like the non-major may have been a little bit more like general picture. And I, I definitely got to have a little more direct chemistry conversation because that was what they were there for mm-hmm. um whether it was pre-med or or whatnot um and after that i like i love history so my history classes were fine actually i think i didn't take history till almost my senior year because i took i started jumping into bible as soon as i could mm-hmm. um and then um uh, english again i like writing papers so i didn't really have to go to their si's um i enjoyed those english classes um again the, and i took those with a professor that also isn't here anymore. Mm. Um, he must have been an adjunct for a short period. But yeah, for whatever reason, I either felt confident in myself or had enough people in my life to vet my work beforehand that I just didn't think I, about it. And I, I, I humbly apologize that I did not take advantage <laughs> of DSI. Well, not everyone needs to go. And 
I think one of the things that I would like to stress for incoming freshmen mm. would be to put that on your radar before midterms. Oh, yeah. Um, I think a lot of students, and hey, <laughs> I was guilty of this. You know, you it's cram. your first semester. Well, it's your first semester. Things are new. You're hanging out. Mm. You've got all these activities. And before you know it, it's midterm. And before you know it, you might be struggling in a class or two. Right. So I would like to just put that out there for, you know, incoming freshmen to say, look, you're going to have SI for a lot of your classes. Right. Even if you think you don't need it, go to some, try to stick with it, mm-hmm. knowing that you'll probably make a better grade if you do yeah. that. And see, if I know that statistic, I very well may have gone to it just for the sheer fact of like, hey, if I can keep this going, I might be able to just simply understand more and pull out a better grade. I don't know if that was well explained to my class when we came in. Yeah. Um, but in any case, what, what else you got for me? So you're a Bible major? Yes. Do you have a favorite professor? Well, when I was here, there were only two professors, um, Dr. Evans and Dr. Macagina. Right. Um, and they're so different that mm. I like them both for their own reasons. Oh, okay. Um, I, as a senior, maybe as a junior in high school, I visited and I sat in on a metaphysics class with Dr. Wingard oh. and was like, this is the coolest thing ever. I want to... I want to drink everything of of this philosophy in um, as a 17 or 18 year old. Uh, and then the summer before I came, I think, was when he left mm-hmm. to Covenant. Um, so that was sad. And I know a number of my friends who are three or four years older than me that were uh, philosophy majors who mm-hmm. were very upset when his their senior year rolled around and he wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I loved my, my Bible classes because they were different. Like they were different taught. Uh, Dr. Evans, Dr. Magazine are very different professors, mm-hmm. um, but they brought their own nuance and their own personality to both. Uh, I mean, I look fondly back on a lot of my Dr. Evans classes. We have, I have a whole list of Dr. Evans isms, I call them. Um, and what's crazy is that you could take that list and send it to like Bible majors from 10 or 15, yep. 20 years ago. And they all be like, yep, that's mm-hmm. him. That's something he definitely said in my class. <laughs> um, I loved taking his jokes from his lectures and working them into his tests. If, if a question came up that involved one of his jokes, I absolutely worked it in there. I mean, you didn't get any extra points for it, but he always put a <laughs> smiley face because it just showed you were paying attention. Right. Um, and Dr. Macagina was so... <laughs> his humor was, was so dry mm-hmm. and like Britishy that it was just always fun to see what what shenanigan was going to make him give his look at somebody that day. Mm. Um, I remember once, and I think it was, I think it was historical books. Um, Rebecca Harkins was in that class mm-hmm. with me, and she came in. She was sitting there, and we were like twenty minutes into the class, and he just stops mid sentence and looks at her and goes, "Miss Harkins, what do you have on your arm?" And she had like a caterpillar or something on her arm. And it just, it completely threw him off guard. Like he, he was just so befuddled as to why she brought a bug into his classroom. Um, but that was, that was a funny thing. And every so often we do uh, things to sort of mess with Dr. Evans. I remember one time we gave him spirit finger tunnel to, to come in on. Um, we had all gotten there before him. And so we just decided, I wonder if he would come in in a fun way. And so the whole class lined up in front of the, the door and just gave the spirit fingers and he, he came in and it was funny. Like he didn't look at us like we were weird. He actually embraced it for a minute. Um, but yeah, it's those sort of things that, uh, they made them both sort of stand out in their own way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I took some courses over at the seminary, mm-hmm. um, mainly just my Hebrew class. So I got Dr. Eves for two semesters mm-hmm. and I had another doctor. Um, I think, uh, Dr. Eves went on sabbatical for one of the semesters mm-hmm. that I took it. But, um, 
Yeah, I mean, I I love them both for their own reasons because uh, they're very different people. Mm-hmm. But they had, they were both brilliant, and I learned a lot from their classes. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, other, other than my my major courses, the the one class I always think back on fondly was um, Doctor Farmer, who was an adjunct my senior year. He taught, I think. Um, like the ancient history mm-hmm. to 1500. Mm-hmm. Um, and he spent a, a couple, a couple class periods on the development and the um, history of languages. And I love languages. I honestly think if I hadn't come to Erskine, I would have gone to some Georgia school and, and pursued linguistics. Mm-hmm. I just think language is just the coolest thing ever. Um, and it, it was a really fun couple classes to kind of start world history to mm-hmm. think about how language has developed and how such disparate lands can have that common language grammatically that you'd think how on earth could could Hindi and Greek have something in common but there is a, a common um, root language that actually sort of feeds them both mm-hmm. and it's crazy because they look totally separately they're spoken differently two dramatically different cultures but they have um, Sanskrit as mm-hmm. that that base language that grammatically actually shows up in both which is just crazy because you would never think that an, an indian or a, a an, an asian style language could find a connection to a romantic or, or greek style language with dramatically different uh grammars and everything mm. uh, which is, that was a really cool thing and yeah. I, I always think about that whenever anything language comes up i remember that class mm-hmm. um but yeah uh, i being a bible major you only have a couple to choose from mm-hmm. right yeah yeah. Anything well, else come out, come to mind? Any way you can convince Allison that Duess is a fun place to live? Oh, man. <laughs> um, I I definitely do enjoy my time here. Uh, I don't know. That might be a thing you have to, to do. Uh, I would never be opposed to living down here. At the same time, you know, part of being married is compromising and loving the other one and working through it. So, eh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll just pass that too. off your way and <laughs> let you let you uh, give me a call. Yeah, there you go. Um, but, I do have a question for yeah. you, David. Okay, so I know you're working really heavily with the three two program, and I noticed, you know, Hope is putting up things on Instagram for mm-hmm. you know congratulating some of the seniors, and Great. I noticed there are at least three or four who are saying they're they're going to the counseling program mm-hmm. at the seminary. Did yeah. you have a hand in that? Eh, I mean, not really. I, I did in the sense of when I learned about a couple of the students who were psych majors mm-hmm. and who I also knew went to the barn and were connected to different ministries on campus, I asked, hey, did you know that Erskine is developing the MACC? And most of them already did. Um, and I think that I might have planted a couple extra seeds being like, you really, this is a really cool program. This is an mm-hmm. awesome opportunity to stay connected to Erskine to get a quality education and then also to become uh, certified to be a counselor. Like that's, I said, I'm not in this industry, but that I've been told that's a really big deal mm-hmm. to actually finish your degree and then not have to go through secondary measures. You actually through it, get qualified mm-hmm. um, to be certified. And so I would say, you know, humbly probably I didn't have a lot to do with it, but I would like to think that I helped them at least think about it mm-hmm. um, because I know there wasn't a direct person on campus speaking up about the MACC, but I felt like it was sort of on me to, to at least make sure it wasn't getting lost in, in the yeah. shuffle. Yeah. Um, cause I know that we've got a couple, I know one of the Bible miners is coming back to work on campus. 
Um, I don't know if, if there were or which ones are the Bible majors, but they were too late to become 3-2 right. ministry candidates because they've already finished the four. Right. Um, but I know that we have a couple juniors and some uh, sophomores who are interested and so I've been keeping in contact with them, and a lot of them are actually already taking seminary courses, mm-hmm. um, or they're they're using this connection mm-hmm. on the one Erskine campus to be able to take some of their Bible courses through seminary professors. Um, but yeah, I, I'm excited. I've heard that there's a pretty significant incoming cohort yeah. for the MACC. That is really exciting. Yeah, I, I'm I'm pumped to yeah. uh, to see who all comes into this. I've heard there's actually a fair amount coming from outside Erskine too. That's great. That I've heard about it and are excited to come and be a part of this program. Um, I think it's great. Uh, yeah. Psychology was probably one of my favorite classes generally. I took general psych with Showalter mm-hmm. and then I took I think human sexuality with uh, shoot, brains, not remembering. Steinman. Steinman, thank you. Um, those are both awesome classes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I really probably would have loved to have taken like a sociology class. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if, I think I kept looking every semester and I never saw one that was one I could take. I, t- I teach that. Do you? Yeah. Then it may have been that the, every semester I was looking, they were higher than I felt comfortable jumping into. I was looking mm-hmm. for like a 101 or something like that. Yeah, that's um, what I teach 101. Well, then I don't know. Uh, I, I, I know that that was on my mind in college was I've taken the psych and yeah. I think it'd be fun to take a sociology um, because as yeah. a person looking at doing teaching and ministry and, and the Bible, right. it's like, what better way to know how to talk to people mm-hmm. than to take a class that teach you how to understand people better? Yeah. Um, it's a fun class. Yeah. I mean, human sex was really fun. It yeah, really, that was really one of my favorite classes to, here. To think yeah. through things. It really is. Um, yeah. Especially at that point, I was engaged. And so right. it was a good conversation to have in my own head and, and whatnot. And um, marriage and family therapy, that was one another one yeah. of my favorites. That's a... Yeah, there's a bunch of good side classes that I think would be a good opportunity for a number of different majors mm-hmm. to simply take as an elective courses, um, just because it's, it's one of the beauties of being in a liberal arts college yeah. is that you have the ability to take disparate uh, major silos to kind mm-hmm. of aggregate a really good education for when you graduate. Because, man, as I look back as a Bible major working in retail and sales and management, Bible courses didn't exactly prepare me for how to read profit margin and how to coach training people. And, mm. but I think that my time at Erskine did, mm-hmm. uh, learning all these other subjects and being able to talk to people about biology and chemistry and all that sort of stuff is super helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely as encouragement from the Erskine standpoint to do that. Uh, well, I, I really appreciate you coming and talking today. Um, it's, it's part of the joy of being able to do this to kind of talk to people across campus and, hear their story and get the get their story out there to, to hopefully encourage others to see what opportunities and um, avenues get opened through Erskine and through the different majors and opportunities on campus. So I really appreciate yeah. that. Thanks for having me. I yeah. appreciate it. Well, yeah. I hope you have a good rest of your day. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Erskine Conversations. If you enjoyed today's chat, please be sure to hit that subscribe button and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. Tune in each week to hear more from the Erskine campus. Erskine is the higher education institution of the Associate Reformed Presbyterian Church. To learn more about Erskine, please check us out at erskine.edu. We would love to hear from you. Find us on social media by searching Erskine College or emailing us at conversations at erskine.edu. Thanks again and have a blessed day.